everyone, this is Paige and welcome back to the So Rude Podcast. I hope you are having a fantastic day. Happy Tuesday. So I'm hopping on here today for a solo episode. I want to cover a topic that I actually get a lot of questions about and I've told this to so many people that I think it might be worth sharing in a more public format. And that is, how do you find a therapist? How do you pick a therapist? Now, I have not been shy at all about sharing that therapy is important. I value therapy. I think it's something that's worthwhile. And when I share those feelings with others, people may not even have tried therapy previously and think it's not for them, or maybe they have tried and they didn't like the person that they found. And so for that reason, they're not interested in therapy. And I just wanted to hop on here because I enjoy it so much and people were confused on how I like it so much that I can help share some tips and tricks that I used when I was looking for a proper person that I wanted to talk to. And maybe it'll help you too. So when it comes to finding a therapist, here are the tips and tricks that I use that I think could help you as well. The first thing I want to say is you have to think about how you're going to pay for this therapist because that will oftentimes impact who you go to see. So if you have insurance, the first thing that you can ask yourself is, does my insurance cover mental health? If you're not sure, then on the back of your insurance card, there's going to be some number to talk to the membership or the benefits department at the insurance company that you currently have health insurance with. If you don't have a copy of your insurance card, you can also try checking the website and finding that number online. So there really shouldn't be that huge of a barrier to finding the insurance company and contacting someone. You want to ask, is mental health covered? What's the frequency? So how many times will mental health be covered? What's the copay or the associated costs with a service like that? And finally, who is in network with your insurance company? So you're basically asking them, do you cover it at all? That's a yes or a no question. If the answer is no, I'll get to that in just a moment. If the answer is yes, then you want to say, what is the frequency in which you cover this service? So that may be once a month, once a week, 16 times a year, whatever their package number is based off the insurance plan that you have, you're going to want to find out how frequently it's covered. Once you find out how frequently it's covered, you're going to ask them, what is the associated cost? So is there a copay? Does your insurance plan have a copay? That means every time you walk in the door, there's a certain amount of money you need to pay for that visit. Is it a percentage difference? You're paying a percentage of the cost of the visit. Every single person's insurance plan is different. So it's going to be really hard for me to tell you what I think is normal because it's truly going to depend on your insurance carrier. However, you want to know what they cover because if you can go through your insurance, it's going to be more affordable than probably having to pay out of pocket. But that's not to say that you can't find affordable options out of pocket. And then finally, once you find out that it is covered and this is the cost associated, the next thing you want to ask is who's in network? Because if you're going to go to a therapist that's in network, it's most likely going to be a much more affordable option than trying to go to someone out of network. What does that mean? In network, out of network, what do we know about this? Very simple term. Insurance companies make deals with different providers, all types of providers, dental providers, primary care physicians, physical therapists, every type of medical service that's out there, 
there is the opportunity for your insurance carrier to make a deal with that provider. Basically, what they say is if we traditionally charge $100 for a visit, now that's like so not the case for so many medical things out there, but just just listen to me for a minute. Let's say that they typically charge $100 if someone were to walk in the door for a teeth cleaning. If you're in network, traditionally what that means is that for your members, we'll only charge $70 for a teeth cleaning. So now your insurance carrier is paying a lower amount per you using that doctor. So they would encourage you to go to an in-network doctor because of those lower rates that they've already negotiated before you even came in the door. This was a pre-negotiated amount, okay? That is why insurance carriers want you to use in-network providers because traditionally it means that they're paying a lower cost. Now, some insurance companies, it doesn't matter. You can use out-of-network, but a lot of times if you do go to an out-of-network person, there's a capped amount any insurance company is going to pay for a specific service. So you really got to talk to your insurance provider. That's the best way to avoid any type of major health bills. You hear about people going into medical debt. I mean, I'm not saying you're going to go into medical debt trying to find a therapist. I'm just saying that's a tip and trick you should keep in mind to avoid going into medical debt for any type of medical service that you're seeking. Now, I did say if you don't have insurance, you can still find therapy options. So what do I mean? A lot of therapists, if they're newer in their practice, or maybe they just allocate a certain number of hours per week, that they do things either pro bono, which is probably not going to be easy to find, but they might do a reduced amount. You could probably negotiate with a therapist and their office or their private practice a price that you're willing to pay for a visit. Now, that is going to be most likely out of pocket if you don't have insurance, but it might be cheaper than their established rate that's on their website or that they quote the first time you call. You can say you have a low income job or you just don't have insurance and you're interested to know what their rates are. You could talk to them about that and see if there's an option. And just know the first person you call and you don't have insurance and they're not willing to negotiate their rate, don't just like give up, okay? You gotta keep calling because it's very hard to find really solid medical providers, I personally think. So you just gotta keep going. Sometimes word of mouth is a great place to start. Another way is reading reviews online. Now you gotta remember when you read something online, you're gonna get the extremes. You're gonna get the people that loved this person and you're gonna get the people that hated this person. Those type of review websites like Yelp or Google Review, you're not gonna catch the people that are in the middle that are like, you know what, it's doing the job and I'm satisfied. You're truly not gonna catch people like that too often. So I would encourage you to just take everything with a grain of salt. If everything's overwhelmingly positive online, there aren't too many negative reviews. There's a good chance that that's going to be a solid option. If the majority of the reviews are negative and there's very few, if any positive reviews, I would take that and say, okay, realistically, there probably are people that are satisfied, but there are so many overwhelmingly negative reviews that the positive reviews don't balance out and it's not an option I'm interested in seeking. So try contacting people in your local area. If you don't have a membership number, maybe you're not able to contact them on the phone or reach someone on the phone because I hate those automated telephone prompts. I think they're so annoying. You can also try looking on their website. I know some of the bigger insurance carriers 
will have a button that says find a provider, find a doctor, find someone near me, any type of button like that on their website. And you can just click on that and search for someone in your local area by typing in your zip code and what type of medical provider you're looking for. You've figured out if you have insurance, you have figured out who's in your local area and you're starting to contact them. So I have a couple of suggestions when it comes to contacting an office to see if it's a good fit. And I want to preface this by saying these are my personal opinions. This is not like state of fact or anything. So take it with a grain of salt. If it aligns with you, great. If it doesn't align with you, that's okay too. So the first thing I want to say is you want to find out when people are accepting new patients. So sometimes a therapist's office is so busy, they're not accepting new patients. I wouldn't trust the website to be a truly reflective, accurate answer. People don't update their websites all the time. So my personal preference is to call an office. I wouldn't try emailing. I don't know how often email inboxes are monitored at those type of offices. You never truly know. So if you're not a patient already with someone, you're not already established in the flow of things, I would recommend picking up the phone and call, leave a voicemail, ask people to call you back, If the only time you're ever able to call is after hours, you can try with an email and schedule a time to speak to someone. I like talking to someone on the phone. It's just something I prefer. I feel like I get a a good vibe off of speaking with them if it feels like they're an office that can help me. Also, before you contact an office, I encourage you to do a little bit of self-reflection. Now, this was the statement that I shared with friends and family and always seemed to take people off guard, but... I think it's important. The only person who truly knows you is yourself. You know when interacting with someone if you enjoy a certain type of behavior or you don't enjoy a certain type of behavior. And what I mean by that is I know that I can be an anxious person. I have a lot of thoughts. I always want to do a good job. I'm willing to do the work. So I don't need a therapist that's telling me to sit down and make a list of five things I'm grateful for a day. Like, I don't need that type of interaction in a therapy session. I just know that about myself. I don't need to be spoken to like a child. I don't necessarily want someone much older than me as a therapist. I know what I'm looking for. I want someone that's kind. I want someone that's willing to listen. I want it to be a more back and forth type of conversation. And so I kind of know that about myself. I do have to say I learned that over time. But knowing about yourself, what you appreciate and what you look for in an interaction is going to help you when you're contacting these offices. So you can say, do I want a male? Do I want a female? Do I want to talk to someone close to my age? Do I want to talk to someone much older than me? And you can kind of map out in your brain, like, what type of person would be a strong pairing between what I know I want and what I'm looking for? And then when you contact the office, you can ask the front desk secretary or someone scheduling these appointments, those kind of questions. You can say, do they have nighttime appointments if that's important to you with your schedule? I'm looking for a female. I'm looking for someone no older than like 45. I want to talk to someone that has a pretty easygoing nature that's very kind. I don't want a harsh type of person. I don't need someone to motivate me. I need someone to talk to. But you may be different. You may need that type of motivation. You may need that tough love. You're the only one that's going to know what you truly need. So I encourage you to reflect on what type of therapist are you looking for? Also, while you're 
brainstorming this ideal fantasy imaginative therapist, you can ask yourself, what type of topics do I think I'm going to be talking about? So if you're someone that's married and you have, you know, marital struggles or family counseling or Maybe you know someone with cancer and you're dealing with grief or loss, or you're talking to someone about going to college or leaving college and going into the workforce. Now you have career questions. You are going to know based off of the things going on in your own life, what type of topics you think you're going to want to talk to someone about. Maybe you're someone that deals with an eating disorder. Maybe you're someone that deals with stress, anxiety, or depression. There are so many different types of topic areas that each person can talk about. Therapists do tend to have their preference as far as the topics that they cover. So when you're searching, you may find someone that says, I'm a family counselor. I deal with families going through divorce, or I deal with parents that lost a child, or I deal with people that suffer from PTSD from war or from car accidents or from break-ins. I don't know. I'm kind of just saying that there are so many different types of things that go on in this world that can impact someone and their life and their stress and their well-being mentally. Why wouldn't there be a wide range of therapists that cover a variety of different topics? So if they do have a website, or if you are talking to the scheduling front desk secretary, I encourage you to kind of mention, you know, I'm looking for someone who is a female around no older than 45 years old. I would like to talk to you about career questions and transitions and, you know, self-confidence and whatever type of topic areas that are important to you, you're going to want to talk to them about. Maybe you're getting close to retirement and you're questioning, what are you going to do with your time? Those are all different types of topic areas and you want to find someone that aligns with you. And frankly, it's for your benefit and for the therapist's benefit because nobody wants to be sitting in a room feeling like you're not getting something out of it. The therapist doesn't want to be talking about subjects that they don't think they can accurately help you with and you don't want to be talking to someone that you think isn't going to be able to help you. And that's why there needs to be a a little bit of self-reflection on your own to figure out what exactly am I looking for and trying to find the perfect match. Now, I do want to say when you are calling these offices, you do want to share a little bit about yourself too. You can say, you know, my name is Paige. I'm 27 years old. I just graduated from graduate school. I'm moving to a new area. And like, this is kind of what I'm looking for. The person on the phone, if it's a strong front desk secretary, they're going to be able to pair you. You may say, I don't know someone from your office that would be a good fit. Who do you recommend? Let them tell you about the therapist. The website's great, but sometimes hearing it from the person who interacts with those people or sees the type of clients that they work with, that's going to give you a better understanding of if that person's going to be a good fit for you. Also, I strongly, strongly recommend this. If you have a first session or even like you're two or three sessions in and you get a feeling like, I don't really think I'm getting something out of this. I don't think our personalities match. I don't think I'm leaving with any value. Do not waste your time. And it's not a negative to them. It's just saying whatever you're offering doesn't meet my needs and I'm going to find someone that meets my needs. You can try finding someone else in the same office. You can try finding someone in a different office. And that's just a great way for you to truly know that not only are you finding someone that you think can help you, you're more comfortable to talk about things that are stressful or can be nerve wracking because you feel confident and comfortable in the room. 
And there's something to be said about feeling comfortable with the person you're talking to. I know someone, they're a pretty young female and they meet with this like older guy and they said they've been meeting with them forever. That's great. If you like that, that's wonderful. But if you don't then feel comfortable talking about certain things because it's either an older person or there's someone who of the opposite gender and there are things you don't feel comfortable talking about, then you're not really going to be able to get the most out of that session. Another thing is to say you evolve as a human. So over the years, you may start with one person and three or four years later decide I'm, I'm going to go to somebody else. I met with a guy for a couple years and I really liked it. He had great insight. It was so nice to hear something from the other gender's perspective, help me to consider things from a new point of view. There's no harm in trying something new. But the most important thing is you need to be honest with yourself and figure out what am I looking for and is this person going to be able to best meet my needs? and trust yourself. You know, you may think you don't know, but you know when you're in a room when I'm comfortable, when I'm not comfortable. So with that said, those are all the tips that I typically give my friends and family or anyone that asks me for advice on therapy, what they're looking for, how to find it, and my tips and tricks for making sure you're paired in the right way. I hope this helped. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. I'd love to help you get connected in the best way for you. And I encourage you that if you are looking for a therapist and there's been something holding you back, that maybe I touched on one of those topics. The last thing I want to say is I'm pretty vocal about me going to therapy, but I wasn't for the first like six years. So you don't need to announce that you're looking for this assistance if you think that that's not what you want to do right now. I talk about it because I'm trying to break the stigma around it. If you are in a place right now where you don't want to talk about it, that's fine too. You know, there's something to be said about just doing what works for you and you don't need other people's approval or opinions to do that. So I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the So Rude Podcast. If you're not already, make sure you follow me on Instagram at SoRude.Podcast. Please feel free to reach out and connect with me. I want to hear from you guys. And as always, have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.